This is the Mouths of the South podcast. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. The official Dirty South Soccer podcast. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Talking all things Atlanta United FC. Don't nobody understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, man. We are the Mouths of the South. The South got something to say. That's all I got to say. What's up, Atlanta? This is the Mouths of the South podcast brought to you by Dirty South Soccer. I am Eric Quintana. He's Sam Franco. And introduced last week, Payson Schwinn. Goodness gracious. Finally. Like, yes. eight times a charm. Go ahead. Make the joke, Sam. Go ahead. No, don't worry. Before we uh, post this or uh, get this, like, ready and edited and everything, I'm going to clip this and share it on the, the Twitter feed. So, uh, just Jason, know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why it was so difficult to get through that, but. It well, is what it trust is. me, dude. You're not the first to. Uh, this is like the seventh take, by the way, for all of you else. Yeah, one one thousand percent the seventh take. It took a. It's like the. It's like the transition between Payson and Schwinn. It just doesn't. It's not. Yeah, when it's you try to do German it like thing. I don't know. When you try to do it naturally, it doesn't. Right. Yeah, it doesn't sound. Just call uh, me Payson, you. I guess it's. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> gentlemen. How are we doing? Good. Yeah, not bad. Just uh, very excited, excited that you know we are talking about Atlanta United. Less than a week away from uh, kicking off the season. This weekend, this Sunday. Yes, very exciting. February. Be getting ready to play some soccer. Yeah, it definitely feels earlier, um, you know, just because thanks to FIFA, they've had to bump up the calendar a few weeks so that they can end before the Winter World Cup, uh, a.k.a. uh, Winter Not Wonderland. Uh, that we're all looking forward to in Qatar coming up here uh, at the end of the year. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. If the U.S. makes it, early, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see all the people that said they wouldn't watch. Watch. That's that's my that's what I'm excited yeah. for. Yeah, everyone's everybody's gonna watch. All right, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, Atlanta United taking on Sporting KC uh, this Sunday, three o'clock. Great matchup to start um, the season, by the way, man. That that is absolutely that is great nice, game. nice. You know getting into the season, jumping right in there kind of matchup. You know, we're not taking on Charlotte in their first game, whose uh, coach said basically that they're going to be terrible already. Uh, we're not facing well, – that, that's a nice way to put it, Sam. Yeah, uh, we're not facing – I try to claim <laughs> yeah, it up look, a little bit. Look, we're not facing San Jose, whose coach also is, is saying that that team is going to be terrible. We're facing a team that is one of the best in the West, so very nice to jump right into the season. You keep expectations low so that the fan base is surprised throughout the season. You know, he's doing himself a favor, you know. When, when they end middle of the road, make the playoffs, all of a sudden he's going to be asking, rightfully so, for, a, you know, a bump in pay, you know, an extend, extension in contract. Because, look, we were supposed to be garbage. And look where we are now. We made the playoffs. Play the one. game, baby. baby. Got to play the game. <laughs> well, do we know what kits they're wearing on Sunday? I doubt they're wearing the new ones just because uh, they're at home. They're at home. Home oh, man and KC. Yeah, they have that nice white kit. Let's talk about that kit. It's the uh, the the city in the forest kit. Which I, I Sam, look, I, I've been in Atlanta as as you know, since I was born. But you seem to be the the resident his, his Atlanta historian or Atlanta restaurateur. I've never heard city in the forest. Until oh, the city in the forest. Is, you know, it's been a thing for for a long time. It's definitely not one of the like bigger things. You know, it's not like you know, ATLians or the A or ATL or anything like that, like in terms of like, you know, the, these cultural things that we identify Atlanta with. But it's definitely been there. I mean, I, I kind of have a funny story about this. Um, one, you know, I have some 
uh, not some, lots of family from Ecuador. And I remember when part of them moved from Ecuador to Miami when I was, you know, in like middle school. And then, you know, as we got older and whatever, you know, we'd go down to Miami some. They didn't come up to Atlanta too much. But one week, you know, it was like my first year of college. Um, one of my cousins from Miami came up. And so we drove from Atlanta to Athens. It was like a UGA game week. And so we kind of wanted to show them like that. And, you know, you talk about blowing someone's mind. Uh, we definitely did that over the course of that weekend. Is this heaven? But, no, it's Athens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I, I think all of the, uh, you know, for him being, you know, a, 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 you know, South American, I think just seeing all the, like, you know, uh, blonde hair, blue eye, like, co-eds, like, was just like a shock to the system where he's like, you know, like, just like convulsing or whatever. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like when a, a robot, like, short circuits. But <laughs> in, a, in all seriousness, uh, the reason I bring this up is because, you know, we're driving driving from, you know, Atlanta to Athens on 316 and 316, you know, is, is a highway that was just built right through a forest. So, you know, you still got like so many trees and everything. And he's just like, dude, where did all these trees that come from? You live in a forest. And so like that stuck with me and I knew, and I, and I you know, I think I told him at the time, I was like, yeah, city in the forest. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a thing that's been around. It's not so much a nickname as it is more of kind of like, one of those like it feels more like a chamber of commerce type uh you know uh push for your city or whatever it's like 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 a hey yeah. come visit atlanta the city in the totally. forest and like, I, as a resident senior citizen on this podcast <laughs> like back in the 80s when i was like a little kid i mean we had this is before the olympics this is before you know it's a smaller city so our claim to fame this is, that was probably like the the catchphrase for the town like we're in a forest that's what we got. That's all we got. You know, until <laughs> the rap, the Olympics, all that hit. And, and Sam, yeah. you're right. When I've had visitors come in, they're always shocked by, like, the trees. You know, mm -hmm. part of that is probably they envision some hellish, you know, interstate hellscape. Um, but and then they Which see we do have that. Like, Damn, it's beautiful. <laughs> and we have that, too. Um, on your driving to the airport, you, you might die on your way into, into town uh, in a traffic accident. But you're going to see some beautiful trees on the way out. Well, speaking of the actual kid itself, I, it's such a for, dark for it, way to transition into talking <laughs> about kids. You're on the highway, you might die, but Atlanta United got a New Jersey, so it's all good. <laughs> Happy transitions. That's what we're all about here. Uh, no, but look, I, I, I look at the kit and I'm like, okay, considering what it is, considering it's Adidas, considering it's, it's part of the template, it, it's fine. Like, I like it for what it is, but it, it continues to – it reminds me that I just don't love the fact that the teams don't control – their own kits and their own uh, yeah. their own say and what what they wear uh, you know during the season uh because it's just kind of i it basically green lines with and what i thought was funny was uh the home before dark guys uh mentioned this one so i'm not taking credit but it's like pulse it's a pulse of green coming out of those lines uh so i just it's it just it doesn't seem very i can see kind of the the, the tree-ish nature to it but i'm also just kind of like you know you could have had more fun with that you could have you could have yeah. figured out a, a better way to kind of break the template, break the mold, but you know now, whatever. It, it is it, social with with all these guys, these designers online who do you know, uh, you know their own designs and put them online. You're like, damn, that Adidas looks Adidas looks so boring when you consider yeah. how good some of these, uh, yeah, some of these social media. Uh, ones that come out like friend of the show conrad burry you know he designed our yeah. mots yeah, conrad, logo yeah. man like you know i mean there's so many people that contribute much better looking stuff i'll, I'll definitely agree with that 
and all of that. It, it's fine. Totally Look, it's valid fine. It, criticism. It's fine for what it is. I, considering it's Adidas, I, I like that it's something different. It's new. I, I, I'm excited for like in two years when you know we get the hot Lana kit. <laughs> hopefully comes out at some point dude, with like dude, flames on the side who knows what flaming pitchfork if they name it the hot lana kit oh like, my gosh but, but i you know for what it is it's fine i, I like that you know it's just it's uh it, it breaks the mold from the from the red and black i i don't i know that some people have issues with with green not being really an atlanta united color i you know it, it is you know i there's a bunch of teams that don't just stick to the mold of whatever their colors are. So it's, it's cool to see that, you know, they, they did think kind of outside the box in that sense. Um, I know that Atlanta United doesn't really get a, I think the way it works and I, I could be wrong. So feel free to correct me on, on Twitter or whatever, but uh, I think what they get is basically Adidas sends them a bunch of templates as to, Hey, this is, yep. this is mm-hmm. an idea we have for you choose from these ideas. And so whether those other, I, I love to see what other ideas they rejected, but um, you know, it's not like they get a say in the design um, to the extent that, you know, some of these designers on social media do where they get complete freedom. You know, this is Adidas basically presenting, this is what we got for you. Pick, take your pick. Yeah, and I'll, um, hold on. One second. I'll take that even a step further because I think what happens here is like, you know, Adidas doesn't come to any of these teams with, you know, like you, they're talking about there, any local knowledge at all. I think they give you, you know, a color template and like what the jersey could look like, probably like, a few different options, five or six different options or whatever. Like this is what your away aesthetic could be this year. Cause Atlanta United was replacing an away kit. And so then they're like, all right, pick whichever one you think looks best. And then your marketing team can come up with whatever, I think the, you know, whatever way you're going to spin this. And I think Atlanta United was like, that green one looks cool. We'll pick that one. Marketing team come up with something. Boom. There's your, uh, Got a know, theme. city in the forest. Now we got a kit. Uh, theme. Now let's not yeah. forget. It could be worse. It could be those, I don't, you know, those hideous, ridiculous puma kits they gave to Borussia Dortmund and Man City that look like a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, that just say it says like Manchester yeah. City like on the front and you're like Yeah, it looks like some like, knockoff hell is- you get outside <laughs> yeah of the Omni back in the day. I mean it's just Yeah, it looks like a warm-up kit almost. Uh, those are pretty bad. But he, but the, the one thing I will say that kind of talking with Eric saying about like lack of creativity and like templating and everything. I will say this. Like the one problem I do have is that the lack of options, I think, because, look, Adidas is presenting these same ideas to every single team, depending on, like, do you need a home kit or do you need an away kit? All right, these are what are, you know, darker colors. So these could be lighter colors and all that stuff. And I think what happens here is they don't have a lot of options, so you're going to end up with teams having similar-looking stuff. Right this year, the Austin FC kit, you know, and Atlanta's kit's very similar. Obviously, uh, mm-hmm. Atlanta was a little more, like, you know, white or, or, like, lighter color than that full mint, but it's got those accents on it. And when I was working the Atlanta United preseason game in Athens, you know, they were wearing like the mint colored like hoodies and stuff. And so like immediately my brain goes to, okay, this is what color the away kit's going to be. And so I'm like talking to people like, Hey, what do you know about that? And they're all like, we're not telling you anything. And I'm like, yeah, sounds about right. Uh, Or the Austin, the Austin kit uh, was basically five stripes, but they were green instead of red. It's like, great job again. I, I just don't understand why you guys can't just send, you know, I'm sure they hire enough people. So I don't understand why they can't send uh, people to maybe regionally to certain teams within MLS and then actually work with people who work with the club or, or have an interest in the club and, and can help design it that way. Why does that? Well, the biggest problem is the blanket to... license though. The blanket license that Adidas has to do every single team is no, no, I, and, and, limit what happens. Right. So to, well, ultimately to, what needs to happen Every team needs to be able to negotiate their own, just but like every even, other team in the world. 
even if we're talking about within the, the construct of Adidas owning license to all this, that's, that's fine, whatever. But uh, you can still, you, they, I don't see why they couldn't still uh, have, you know, people within the company go to these, go to the clubs and be like, hey, what ideas do you guys have that we could incorporate into, into your kit or anything like that, as opposed to just, you know, we all look at the King Pink King Peach kit as like the okay, I was the best one of all of these that 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 have come out that are kind of like alternative to the red and black and, and all that. Uh, and even that is pretty plain now that I'm looking at it again. Uh, I think it's cool because we all like the pe- the King Peach aspect of it, but there's really nothing special about that jersey that really makes it stick. It's just you know, peach lettering for you know. No, and it was a lot of that. They just swapped out peach for gold, sweet and swagger, and all that stuff. Yeah, peach, peach, peach for gold, and now essentially they've done peach for green. Now the green has this, this, these, uh, this kind of these like patterns in the background, which you know make it pop a little bit better than the others. You also had the concrete. What was it? The concrete, the cream and concrete one. Man, I got, I got lamb. This, uh, this one at least has some kind of pattern that helps make it different. Make it something other than just. No, what was it? Was that what it's called? Strawberries and, and cream and concrete. Wasn't it strawberries, strawberries and concrete? And concrete. That's uh, but no, at least Cream. like at least at least with this one, you have some kind of pattern that you know helps differentiate or uh, you know bring, makes it pop a little better, as opposed to. And don't get me wrong, I like the, the the King Peach Kit, but I mainly like the name King Peach Kit. It's not so much the yeah. the, the kit itself. And the peach was um, also a little more orange on the King Peach Kit. Yeah, which is another issue. Like, it, I get why they had to make it more orange because if you had made that color too light. You wouldn't have been able to see it very well off of the white. So they had to make it more orange. But ultimately, yeah, it wasn't really even a peach color. So there was an issue there. I'll stick up for the the City in the Forest jersey, though, here. Um, you know, I'll let y'all know I don't, for no, sure. I don't, I, when mine yeah, comes in like the mail tomorrow. You're not, you're, according to sorry, Fanatics, it's supposed to come blazing. tomorrow anyway. But <laughs> I definitely I'll, don't, I'll let y'all I definitely know don't hate it. it. I no, it's, it's, it. it's not I even that. It's not about not yeah. hating it. I think, I think that, like, you know, obviously – I think everybody's problems with it more so stem with like Adidas templating and all that crap. Yeah. If you take this kid and look at it in a vacuum, like away from all of that, I like it. You it's know, I, I, I will, bad. I will yeah. wear it. And uh, you know, for like I explained earlier, like, you know, Adidas presenting them a non-marketing, Hey, here's this thing. Now your marketing can come on how to do it. And Lane United hit it out of the park there. I mean, I think obviously not just tying it back to the city of Atlanta, but also the sustainability efforts and things that are going to, come out of it as well you know that that's just again atlanta united kind of playing you know chess when everybody else is playing checkers which if you know me that's probably one of my least favorite sayings ever but <laughs> in this instance it's the other true. thing i like about it too is i don't remember uh with the gold kits i couldn't tell i couldn't read the numbers sometimes read the, the names yep. on the back i'm hoping with this i can i can tell some of these like the first couple of games like is that a Ibarra? Is that Gutman or Alonso? Yeah, well, that's okay. going to be a problem. Or uh, that's going to be a problem anyway. <laughs> yeah, we got a bunch of new guys, but all um, right. So we're looking. We're looking at uh, obviously Atlanta United starts uh, their season on Sunday, and they just finished up preseason. Did you guys catch a lot of preseason, or, or what was the general sense around preseason for you guys? I'll, I'll go ahead and say I didn't. I only watched two games of preseason. I think mainly because I don't take enough away from uh, from preseason matches to really be able to decide. You can take tiny little details, uh, maybe of of a of a a specific thing a player does or some kind of um, mannerism that that a player has. But overall, 
I, I don't take enough away to really be able to say, hey, this is going to be a good season or a bad season based off preseason. I think I, I think that kind of cuts across every league and every professional sport there is out there. But uh, what was y'all's initial takeaway from, I guess, the wrapping of preseason and now that the season's starting? Thoughts? Well, I think preseason, first and foremost, is, especially in soccer, is way more about players fitting into a system than any sort of player individually like excelling I mean I think there's always going to be you know cases that are unique in that like you're going to see a player like burst on the scene be like oh man that guy's looking really good but I think more so than anything and again I thank Atlanta United very much for you know allowing me the opportunity to knock my second professional Atlanta sports team off the uh, Sam Franco has PA announced for you uh, bucket list um <laughs> And uh, it's uh, at that game, you know, just watching that game, it felt way more so than any of the players because, you know, they didn't have Joseph. Uh, they didn't have quite a few players for that one. I believe Joseph was with Venezuela uh, at the time. But, you know, the system and, and the way that the team looked, granted it's against, you know, this was, game was against Georgia Revolution. So the competition is what it was. But the flow of the team, you know, things you notice, like people in the, being in the right spots, you know, the, the, the flow from, from defense to attack, just all that stuff looked really fluid, you know, in that game. And then I didn't catch the game against the Birmingham Legion, but for Atlanta United to come out on top 4-0 there, uh, you know, looked really good by all accounts. They also looked really good against the Revolution, the game I saw. So I think, I, you know, I, th I think this team is definitely going to – have a much smoother entry into this season than they did last season just because, you know, Gabriel Heinze was, was you know, kind of just thrust right into, okay, now get this team ready to go for this season. Whereas uh, Pineda has had, you know, time now with the team, with the players that are still here and just had his chance to kind of, you know, put his stamp on how he wants his team to play. So I think it's going to be again, yeah, and, a much uh, smoother transition into this season. Yeah, I'll jump on that. I mean, I, most of the time in the past I've watched preseason because we've got a new player. I'm really interested in, in seeing what he looks like, how he's playing. But because we didn't have Omada until now and who may or may not play this weekend, I wasn't that interested in the preseason. But this last game, I mean, the, especially that's – I watched the first half, and that second goal was, you know, incredible – made me so optimistic just because – you had is Joseph the, finishing. The back heel? Yeah, the back heel yeah. from Rosetto. You had a great long ball to Rosetto. It just, it just made me feel like that, that felt like the old Atlanta United I'm used to seeing. It felt like the old Joseph who just pounded in the back of the net. And so that was uplifting. The rest of it, you know, you know, like you guys are saying, it's just when you're playing like the Georgia Revolution, it's hard to take anything away from that because, you know, you're just hopeful no one gets hurt. And, and you feel bad for these, you know, these kids who are uh, – you know, struggling against MLS stars, but uh, overall, I I was entertained, and I wish I could have seen more. You know, some of them Almada and uh, some of the new guys, but we shall see if we'll see them this weekend. Am I wrong? I forget. Were all those goals scored in the first half at Birmingham Legion? I think I they think were. It was two nothing first half. Oh, was it? Okay. But then I didn't watch the second half, so I don't I don't know how the goals were. Um. The, so the one thing I I I do like that goal mainly because Joseph. Uh, I, I really want Joseph to get into like uh, you know his 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 dominant ways that he that we're so used to seeing him in. Um, I feel like since that ACL surgery, it's it's just he's been fighting to get back to that, and he's not quite there. And hopefully, this is the season that 
kind of brings him back to that in in, in full force. Um, but more importantly, I I want to find I, I, my hope for this season because I, I look it's going to be a you know on paper it looks like a tough spot tough tough start to the season because you're playing two of the top teams in the West and then you're playing Charlotte in between those. So uh, you know you're 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 looking to get tested real quick um, right out the go, and you're going to be missing quite a few players. So. My hope is that this team throughout the season proves that they're going to get away from this mindset of our only way to score is theoretically to feed Joseph. Right. Uh, and we're going to find other way. And I know that they, they were able to do that last year to an extent, but it still seemed that as, as you watched Atlanta United, they were still trying to find ways to force Joseph the ball to, to, to find ways to, uh, I want to break the mold that this team can only, or I hope they are able to break the mold. This team can only be successful in transition. Um, no guys, will, guys like Jason Longshore will tell you that, no, this team can do it all. The point is the way they're scoring the more, the majority of their goals, at least when they've been successful has always has seemingly always been in transition or for the most part has always been in transition. The, the, the healthiest this team has looked has always been in transition. Mm-hmm. I, I want to get to the point where Atlanta United doesn't need to necessarily, not that they won't do that. I want them to do that because that was the, the funnest soccer we've ever seen. Uh, I, I just, they're, they're, practically there's got to be a way, there should be a way for Atlanta United to, to, to not be so dependent on that. Um, and I think the last couple of years you've seen where Atlanta United has, uh, it, it's, it's been a hole in their game where they have clearly been dependent on a guy like Joseph to kind of do it for them. Um, you know, as, as soon as the tools that fed Joseph left, you saw that, you know, uh, they struggled mightily. Uh, well, not mightily, but it's the sense that they weren't as, as dominant as they no, were. No, it's past. true. Without, without Julian Gressel feeding Joseph constantly from, from wide areas without, and you're totally right. Once they, once the team shows a low block against us, that kind of like suffocated us a lot of the time, yeah. you know, just kind of passing around, uh, maintaining a lot of possession, but not creating a lot of chances. And, I'm, ho- I'm hopeful that Almada will kind of open that up a little bit. We'll see. Um, you know, he, or he could just be very similar to Barco. Um, what <laughs> I, I read Teodo's article on, on him, and I, I just – at one point I'm looking at some of the numbers that Teodo was t- throwing out, and I'm just like, he's making him sound like he's a slightly better version of, of pity, and that did not inspire oh. a lot of confidence for me. So it, it – <laughs> Look, my hope is that I'm not even looking for like an Almiron and Joseph relationship with uh, Almeida and, and, and Martinez, but I'm looking for like just a Gressel. It's just anything that's remotely close to, to some kind of relationship where it's just like this tag team effort um, of someone that can kind of help feed Joseph. Um, oh, hold on, I got to bang a 30 here. We got to stop comparing Atlanta United players to players from the past. Like, I don't want, I don't want to have like pity in my head when I'm thinking Almada, but I also don't want Almiron in my head when I'm thinking Almada because he's going to be who he is. And like, I feel like this pressure that we've put on, like, you know, Pitti Martinez and, and Ezekiel Barco, look, I don't know how much they got into like, you know, the Atlanta United media because quite frankly, it's nowhere close to what it is going back to their countries. Like, you know, I'm sure in Argentina, Pity was getting articles written about, like, his third cousin stealing a piece of candy from the store. So, like, you know, I mean, I, I, it's just much different. But there was pressure. And, you know, there's, even without the media pressure or, you know, people like us, like, putting pressure. Well, he's a, he's, he's a DP. There's always going to be pressure well, with of course. Look, yeah, they, and they know that. But I'm saying, like, from so our perspective – yeah, but like from our perspective, it's like, look, 
he's not going to be Almiron. He's not going to be Barco. It's not going to be pity. He's going to be his own dude. Like that. I'm, I'm just like, I think Please in our heads, like I don't want to think about pity because it's like already thinking like, Oh great. This guy's going to be a waste of money or a bust. Like that's not, know. but that's not even, that's not even my conspiracy. That, that's not even my comparison. That was Teodos comparison. He didn't say those words that he's a. No, I said we as a collective we. I wasn't talking. Okay, talking gotcha, about we gotcha, as Atlanta gotcha, United gotcha. fans. I wasn't talking about to you. To be clear, Tiodo's no, not saying he's a, a a slightly better version of pity. That's what I'm saying. I'm inferring based off the, <laughs> the, the 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 article that was written that he's a slightly better version of of pity. And I hope that. Uh, and look, I'm not going to automatically judge him right now because I I've not I've not seen him play with Atlanta United. Yeah. You know, it it doesn't. There's yeah. there's. There's clearly a lot that can be that can be uh, proven in, in in a few matches of actually seeing him with this team at full force, um, and but I, the the article I read just did not inspire a lot of confidence. So I and and the other context that you got to throw in is that Atlanta United in the last couple of years have not been great at finding guys that kind of fit and specifically fit because look if you're going to play in transition play in transition and that's that's finding guys that can help uh, get the ball into the attacking third, feed Joseph and score like we did in 2017-2018. If we're not going to be that, which I don't think – I think is, it's an error to not be that, to, to, to be a, a – uh, to, to, to have a slower approach to this game, especially when you have someone like Joseph, is, is a mistake. And so these last couple of years with who Atlanta United have brought in to kind of replace and kind of rejuvenate and the attack and kind of, uh, you know, be the replacements for what has left and not necessarily a replacement for Almiron, but just replacements for DPs. Um, you know, it, they, it just, they haven't been as successful as they should have. And I think they'll admit that, that, you know, I don't think Barco's plan was to go back to Argentina. I don't think uh, no. Pity's plan was to end up in Saudi Arabia. Like that, that you know, that's definitely those, those, really, those weren't the goals. Those weren't the goals for these professional soccer players. He wasn't uh, Phil Nicholson. So every little boy grows like up in Argentina <laughs> dreaming of playing. In you, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not, you, you, you succeeded in, to the extent that uh, that that you got money out of pity that that I think you're probably going to end up doing okay with Barco, but uh, you know it's it's still you got a lot to prove considering those didn't pan out the way you'd hoped, um, at least to the to the to the what's it go to the optimal level if you will. Well, I'm still Atlanta United I'm really screwed themselves over though. I mean, they really screwed themselves over by Miguel Almiron being like their first like huge like, you know, marquee signing or whatever because he, you know, arguably that dude is one of the best technical players to ever lace boots in MLS. That's how good that guy was when he was with Atlanta United. So, it's like constantly searching for that and constantly trying to uh you know fill that hole it's like the crappy football franchise that has run through like 20 straight quarterbacks because they had a good one like 30 years ago and they can't like just you know for years and years and years and years they just have never been able to fill that spot that's the the it look great problem to have because you won an mls cup out of the deal yeah but Atlanta United has screwed themselves over by having, you know, that be their first, like, because then from then on out, the fans and, and media and whoever are like, oh, well, why can't they find another Miguel Almiron? It's like, oh, yeah, you know, why can't, you know, I find diamonds buried in my backyard? You know, <laughs> like, it's, it's the like, other, the other issue we all is wish that could happen. These, we brought these DPs in and we had 
Frank DeBoer is the coach. I mean, he's, well. he's clearly not up to the job. Then you brought in Gabby Heinze, who, who I thought would be great and also kind of a disaster. So I'm hoping uh, Pineda can be flexible, can work with what he's got and create a system around those players, much in the way that even Tata was a little flexible changing the system up when he had to. You know, and with Araujo and, and Joseph and Almada, man, I'm, I'm thinking this could be another 20, 2018 excitement um, of a year. I'm not saying we're going to win God, a lot of but, but damn, I mean, it's got to um, be better. But I'm going I'm to give it like five matches before I kind of make any determination on, on where I think the season's I'm, going. I'm all in, baby. I'm because in. I'm in. <laughs> because I'm with you. I, 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 Georgia National Championship. Yeah. Sorry, Payson. Not. And um, <laughs> Atlanta United rounding it out with another MLS Cup. I mean, why not? <laughs> look on paper. You look at the, the the you know the attacking four that essentially this team has, and and it looks it doesn't you know it looks pretty it looks real threatening. Um, just with Joseph Martinez and Araujo, you, you've got a oh, you've got a so tandem there that really looks um, real potent. So hopefully with. We, you know, with the full season of, of Pineda and, and these, the new guys that you've got it, uh, now with Atlanta United, um, you know, there, there's, it, you also, you also, I think what they had like a 10 game streak last year where they either, where they were winless. I don't think you see that again this year. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I, look, I, I'll, I'll a lot it as, of one zeros, a lot of one, one. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping this year we, I'm hoping you look like I think we'll have a couple two twos, three threes, shootouts. Uh, a lot more. My, honestly, my hope is that hopefully they yeah, can my, hold a lead this year, though. That would be. Oh nice. yeah, that was a disaster. The thing, so the thing, the thing for me is that it, it looks like Moreno's not. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I I don't think Moreno's a guy that's known for his speed, right? No, not like Araujo and Joseph, right? Correct. So uh, you look at that, and then you look at um, Almeida, and and you look at some of his highlights and he's also he's a fantastic dribbler i'm not you know much better than pity and marco i think uh but there was no clips that showed he had this you know game breaking type of speed and so i'm just like okay well now you've got kind of a a, a weird thing here where you can seemingly only go you can only go transition really well really well with with the combination of Araujo on the right and um and, and joseph up top and, but, you know, what happens that the, the benefit of, of, of a guy like Almiron was that you could do it anywhere on the field. Um, and even with, you know, the guys that kind of helped him, even with Emil Assad and Julian Gressel, they just knew how to time that stuff. So maybe over the course of time you're looking at, because my hope is that they do get to a, a style of play with you know, the four that they have now and, uh, and, and get to a more, a more in transition type of type of type of team that we saw in 2017, 2018. Cause that was just selfishly. That was just the most fun I've ever watched. I've ever had watching soccer. Every game was a blast, you know, and, uh, and you were also winning. So I, it'd be great to have that reju that rejuvenization to, to kind of bring the, the fun back into this team a little bit. That's been missing for the last what, two years now. That's my hope is yeah. that this team gets back to the fun. And I think Pineda might be a good person, a good, a good, a good coach to kind of help uh, facilitate that because um, he understands this league. He understands he's not trying to change anything. He's, he understands the strengths and weaknesses of some of these other teams. He understands um, that, you know, you, you don't want to, you're not trying to be this ticky tacka type of team that can, you know, break down every team that it sees in front of them. You, you want to, you know, 
And he you seems wanna... like a player's coach. I mean, the players seem to For respond sure. to him. He's not telling them not to drink water, uh, that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, like, I think, I think the players clearly love him. They, you know, they're slapping birthday cakes in each other's faces. I mean, it, as long as Joseph's scores some goals and the, and the team's happy uh, with Pineda, like, I, you know, as long as there's not another mutiny, uh, I love how that's the, the bare coach. minimum now. As long as we don't have a mutiny, the season's going to be great. <laughs> I, just, I want a non-mutiny and an easy coasting into the playoffs. And then, like Eric said, yeah, just bring that fun back, bring that excitement back. Look, I, I'm, not, I'm not too optimistic about the start of the season because you're, you're looking at uh, potentially not having Moreno to start. You're not going to have Almada to start. You're not going to have um, – or it doesn't look like at least you're going to have him to start. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Um, Here comes Debbie Downer Franco. to bring us back down to earth. Yeah, you don't have Franco or Sosa, Which is crazy. right? Yeah, they they carry over yellow card. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think Franco is. Yeah, is crazy. But I think Sosa and Ibarra are out because they're still working on visa issues. I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Um. So something. you know you've lost George Bello, so you got to find a good replacement for George Bello. Um. Or you gotta you gotta find you gotta you gotta institute a new replacement for George Bello. Um, and so I'm not super, you know, I, I'm not, it, it could be, don't take much out of this first match, um, win or lose, because you're still missing key pieces that are going to, they're going to be fixtures for the rest of the season. Um, so even if they win three, nothing, that's great considering that they don't have some of the, that it looks like they're not going to have some of the main players that they have, but at the same time, know that there could be adjustments for game two, for game three, yeah. uh, and moving forward. Um, uh, to me, the first five games are going to be extended preseason because I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that. Uh, I, I just don't get much. I, I don't get enough. Honestly, it's like a, it's like a, uh, the NFL preseason in the NFL means absolutely nothing to me or to anyone else for that matter. And it's not until like you get to the first two or three games that you actually see um, that you actually see what this team is going to look like moving forward. And so I sort of see it the same way with with MLS, where it's the first three or three to five games where. You can kind of tell the tactics. You can kind of figure out, um, you know, just the the idiosyncrasies, the idiosyncrasies of, of some of these players, um, and figure out how this team's going to play. Last bit of news before we take off: uh, Don Dwyer enters the chat. He is now official. an Atlanta United player. He's Officially here. official. A former foe. Instagram post, it's official. A former foe, now a friendly friend. Gentlemen. Yeah, it wasn't, like, it wasn't like officially official when Payson and I were recording last week, but like a report came out that it was going to be official, like literally like 10 or 15 minutes after we had gotten done recording. And so <laughs> yeah, we were like talking Joseph about – posted it. Yeah, we were talking about like, well, if they it. signed Dom Dwyer, this yeah, – and so that, that lasted all of about 10 minutes I, in terms of it being good uh, content. But it is what it is. <laughs> And uh, no, I, I think Dom Dwyer could be out. I've said this, I think I even said it last week. You know, I think Dom Dwyer is the most proven MLS goal scorer we have seen behind Joseph Martinez. And I don't really think that's arguable. I think, um, you know, what he can do right now is the question. You know, he's obviously not been great. Uh, he He's <clears throat> not the goal scorer he used to be, but you know, the statement that he's the most proven goal scorer in MLS that Joseph's ever had behind him is, is accurate and is one that, you know, maybe in a different role where he's not going to be starting, you're only going to be relying on him uh, to spell Joseph from time to time, to come in later in games, maybe try and grab a goal when, when nothing else is working. 
you know, it could work. Uh, you know, there have definitely been worse signings. There will definitely continue to be worse signings. So I think the, this, this could be one that, that is a very low risk and, and potentially a, a good little reward for Atlanta United if he can uh, find his goal scoring form again. Look, it went from, you know, it went from Kenwin Jones backing up Joseph to Adam John to then Kubo <laughs> Torres. This is the first one I feel confident oh, wow. about. Well, Jabba was doing it too. You, you just this is, conveniently yeah, skip that, over but, him, Eric. Hold on, hold on. I didn't skip over him. That wasn't his role. His role wasn't to back up Joseph. It, it became that. It, it did become that. It wasn't uh, at first. I was I was initially excited about Kubo, but man, he was washed. Washed. My 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 point is that it's the first time where I look at the I look at whoever's whoever's coming in for Joseph, and we all theoretically assume that it'd be Dom Dwyer unless someone else comes in. Well, there's rumors um, that somebody else might come in. But for now, right. all we can do is talk about the fact that Dom Dwyer's on the team. So, yeah. Let, you throw into – you don't have to change – you don't have to – seemingly, at least, you don't have to change your entire system, your entire style of play to accommodate for, uh, for Dom Dwyer. You did have to do that with Adam John to an extent, with, with definitely with Kenwin Jones, um, with Kubo Torres. It didn't really matter what you did. Uh, it, it, it's the first time I feel confident that it's, it's not Atlanta United just kind of holding on in the last 15, 20 minutes. Whereas, whereas now at least in, and I know that it's been a rough, I think two years since the last time he scored uh, for Dom Dwyer. I, I know it's been a rough recent couple of years for him in terms of, in terms of production, but um, the mentality and the style of play doesn't change that drastically from Joseph Martinez to, to, to Dom Dwyer. I know it's obviously not the same, not the same caliber player, but you're not all of a sudden like, okay, well now all we can really do is lob and crosses. We can't play things through and, and hope he runs onto it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a, I, I, my hope is that he becomes this guy. that's like, Oh shit. Here comes Dom Dwyer off the bench. Let's put it away. It's all of a sudden it, it it's never been like that in the past, at least for me, at least it's, it's always been, okay, well, as soon as we sub Joseph out, I was like, all right, we're holding on. What's our lead? 3-1? Cool. Hold on. Hold on. Hold I'm hopeful on. he won't have to get subbed out as often this year. And I, that's a great point about uh, Kenwin and Adam John because their whole role was we're absolutely freaking desperate for a goal right now. Put them on. Get some crosses in and pray. Send balls in. Uh, but, <laughs> but I'm hopeful Dom Dwyer can take that role of more like, all right, he'll take on some, you know, the Brandon Vasquez role of maybe scoring during an open cup. Maybe he'll come in late and kill some time, uh, making some good runs into the corner. Uh, maybe, uh, you know. Good runs into the corner. Being a little bit of danger, <laughs> uh, presenting some danger when the other team is present for a goal uh, in the final minutes. You know, those it, are things that, yeah, the Kubo and none of those guys could do. I'm not fully familiar with what Dom Dwyer's situation was, like how often and what what situations he played while he was in Toronto. I assume that it was mostly in a, in a, a sub type of role. But you're looking at a, a team in Atlanta that has all these attacking uh, components to it, obviously a lot better than Toronto. I think everyone would agree, uh, yeah. despite it being a new year and all. Um, you're looking at a situation where Don Dwyer comes in, well, the, 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 you know, the opposition is a little tired. And, and that mentality and that mindset, that kind of like, you know, almost, <laughs> I, I want to say bash bro approach in the final minutes, 
that could be a, a kind of a, that's not something we've really had. I've always, I've always wanted a, you know, the LGP was, was that kind of a guy, that kind of bash bro approach, but you also didn't only had that, you know, uh, in the defensive third of your field, you didn't ha really have that up top or, or any, really anywhere else on the field. And so now you have, now you have an opportunity, at least in the latter stages of the game where you can, you know, present that kind of mentality, that kind of effort. Um, and he's only, I think Tom Dwyer is only 31 years old. So he could very well try to, you know, find ways to rejuvenate his career for the last bit he's got. Um, his career is not, you know, at least in terms of age, it's not over. I don't know what he's dealing with health-wise, but in terms of age, he's not done. Um, so it's it's there's a lot of possibilities for him. And being a two-year two-year uh, two-year contract, hopefully, you know, he's looking to establish himself here. And um, and I mean, the greatest of 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 greatest things would be him helping us find, you know, Tito Vijalba type wins against Orlando. That would be or against uh, Orlando. That would be, be a the legend. most epic of epic. Legendary. I mean, I, who, I don't, I, I don't understand the hate for Dom Dwyer that some people have that it's like, Oh, it, I think I saw some tweets. like, Oh, are we, are we, we're signing enemies now. And I was like, you want your enemies. You want, if, if nothing else, Orlando knows how to make – I mean, Dom Dwyer will know how to make Orlando the players that are still there from his time tick, the organization tick, things that he can do to kind of jab them. And, hey, yeah, I, I've I got want a that secret. Kind of i got to let you in on a little secret. The players of MLS don't really care about where they play. Other they don't than have Joseph a lot of Martinez, <laughs> they don't really care. Joseph is like falling in love with the city of Atlanta. He's like one of the rare instances. But guys like Breck Shea, Dom Dwyer – um, Mikey Ambrose, just your, your guys that are traveling around playing on different MLS teams, they don't care where they play. Dom Dwyer doesn't care. He probably didn't have any ill will towards Atlanta when he was playing for Orlando, just like I'm sure he still has friends on that team and, and they will, you know, dap up and whatever when we do play Orlando. So, you know, as much as we want to play into the rivalry anything. and everything, it's like they don't care. Like, yeah, Dom Dwyer played for Orlando. He might as well have played for – you know, Rangers or something. It doesn't matter. They don't give a crap. And I don't remember him doing anything, you know, crazy, like getting a, a bonkers red card by headbutting Joseph or anything. I don't think no, there's some guys we would not want on our. Uh, oh no, there period. are some dudes yeah. for Orlando that no, I yeah, I want. No I don't know that. I don't know that he ever actually. I'm trying to think, and maybe the time works out here, but I don't know if he actually ever beat Atlanta while he was in Orlando. That's possible. That's I possible. forget exactly when he left, but it was I'm a pretty, long time before they beat us. So yeah, yeah, I think it was what three full years. Oh, it was the COVID year. That was the first. The COVID year was the first year that that, that Orlando beat us, and I'm pretty sure yeah. he was gone by that. Because yeah, didn't they gone. beat us at the uh, tournament or whatever? Like that was the first time they ever beat whatever us was, and the, like the no one cared because that it tournament, was such a no weird. No one remembers who won. <laughs> It was such a weird set of circumstances. MLS is back. I do remember who won. Shout out to the Portland Timbers for winning the uh, okay. MLS bubble tournament. Great. I'm sure that, was, that was a good time. Great time. But no, you time. bring up something. You bring up a good point, Eric, about Dom Dwyer. And before we you know, transition off of him. Um, and Felipe Cardenas of The Athletic uh, made, it, made this point on Twitter. Um, you know, he's someone who's going to come in and get inside the other team's head. You know, kind of the get under your skin – uh, he can be that, you know, muck raker, uh, that guy that's, that's, that's only there to just, you know, piss everybody else off. That's a guy, you know, as, as you alluded to, you know, uh, that's a guy you want to bring in in the last 15 minutes that can get a, get a team that might be trying to get a late goal or something, you know, get them off their game a little bit. You need those, those uh, you know, shit brewers, so to speak. <laughs> as a professional athlete, that I feel like that's who I would be. 
if I had the talent. <laughs> uh, just be someone that everybody. I would. Hates. I would I, I'm telling you, I would probably be the one that poked the bear. You'd you'd be Matthew Della. I can see that. Right. I would be the one that 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 got stuff started and uh, plenty of yellow cards for me. Um, I don't know about the level of LGP, but I feel like I'd be in that realm. <laughs> Who's that dude for the Saints the, this year that like CJ Garner Johnson or whatever that went up to Tom Brady and like folded his hands and like got right in his face? No, That's no, no. I wouldn't. Would I, I I wouldn't be cheap. I think a lot of the stuff that LGP used to do was just like why he's just he just wants a yellow card for the sake of getting a yellow card or just he wants to, like I I feel like my stuff would be a little more. A little bit more strategic, more like more like in-game mean pranks. Eric's gonna bust out like some Inspector Gadget, like he's got like you know like a uh, a hidden like sleeve of like little slippery balls he can put in front of somebody's pass, <laughs> like fall down and tie someone tie someone's shoe together in the middle of the corner. Kick, <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff like that. I mean, you gotta have that player who like grabs jersey and you know kicks you when the ref's not looking. You gotta. Have but the the, the the key is they have to be able to get away with it. The the players that can get away. Yeah, LGP with wasn't it. wasn't always able to do that. I mean, this, right. this, Remember, this is a guy who never really learned uh, about that offside change where the offside flag <laughs> wouldn't go up for a while. Consistently calling for the offside and yelling at the rest for no reason. So I don't, you know, LGP. I just don't think was capable of learning what is what is a yellow card offense. So All right, before we strong point. Before we move on from uh from from Atlanta United and uh, wrap this up, what's like the one thing you're looking forward to? The one thing you hope to see? The one kind of Atlanta United specific thing that you're you're hoping uh, gets accomplished or happens or or like what kind of success you're looking for from Atlanta United? Aside from like winning MLS Cup, that's obvious. But what's like one specific thing you hope Atlanta United can accomplish this season? Player, organization, whatever. I guess I'll, I'll say Dom Dwyer, five just, goals. Go Sorry to cut Whoa. you off there, Payson. For, for the season, five goals, Dom Dwyer for the season? Yes. And I'm, he I scores say five, that, then we're going to go MLS Cup. Maybe. That's what I'm saying. I say that because if he scores five goals, that means one of two things. Either he's doing exactly what we want him to do, coming in, you know, killing off some games, maybe getting some late goals, or – it tells you that Joseph Martinez got hurt again and Dom Dwyer could only score five goals oh, no. instead. So <laughs> well, it's a possibility good. that that's a bad It's supposed thing. to be good things. Good things. That, okay, yeah, that's that why I said brutal. it's a possibility. But all I'm saying is that I hope he can come in and, and, and make an impact. Um, and and, if, and I'll, I'll take the positive spin of it. If he comes in and scores five goals, that means Atlanta United is scoring goals in general, and that is a good thing. Yeah, and to, and to go off that, I mean, I just want Joseph – if Joseph has a healthy year throughout the year, knock on wood, and is in the race for the Golden Boot, I think we'll, we'll have everything pretty much set. Oh, another you know, Joseph I, Golden Boot would be sweet. Uh, yeah, just be, just be in the so, hunt. And, um, and uh, obviously, I, if he scores that many goals, I think we're going to be a lock for at least third or fourth in the East. So, I'll be happy with that. It's interesting you say that because normally when someone does have that kind of success early on, uh, it, usually there's, they're, they're in that conversation as their career progresses. And so I know obviously Joseph, it's been a weird set of circumstances with since Joseph um, and Atlanta United won MLS Cup and he won the Golden Boot and all that. Uh, but it, it, he's due, especially now after the injury, and now he's had kind of more time to recover, more time to kind of uh, get back into the rhythm of things. Um, like he's due. It's time. It's time yeah. for him to get back to yeah. This is a season old for Joseph. Him to step back for sure. Yeah. If everything is good with that knee, it's time for him to get back to to what he once was. Um, 
And I know that's, that is, there's a large component of that that revolves around the players around him, but uh, hopefully Atlanta United has, has put the right players around him. And then that Pineda can kind of um, push his team towards where it's best. And that's, I guess it gets to my point. I want to see this team throughout the course of the year, prove that they do not have to play in transition to be massively successful. I want them to be able to break teams down uh, in a, in a much more efficient and a much more, um, uh, regular fashion than we have seen them in the past. I know that they have done that in the past, but it always have seemed so sporadic. I want, I want, you know, and I, I want this team to be able to take a team that's playing that says we can't compete with the speed they've got. We can't compete. So we're just going to bunker and, and, and pray and just counter. I want to see it United more regularly than they have in the past break that down, expose what they're trying to do so that they have to open up. Um, and whether that means planks, I, I don't even know. I'm not even into that. But I want to, that's what I want to see up through the course of the year. I would also, <laughs> if that can't happen, then I want to see 2017, 2018 all over again, where we're talking about three, two wins. Uh, and we're talking about more goals for Joseph, more goals for everyone in general, more um, exciting soccer. Um, I want that talk back. Whatever that means, I want that talk back. I thought you were going to say something about the mac and cheese. I do want the mac and cheese back, too. Is it gone? I don't, it was never I gone, don't know. Was it? We'll find out, I guess. We'll find out on Sunday. That's right. The ice cream excited machine better ser- be in there. Damn it. Excited for that soft serve. <laughs> um, so that's it for Lane United. That's, uh, that's the Mouse of the South uh, preview for the 2022 season. Um, the, the, the new look mouths of the South preview. I, I did want to get into <laughs> some, some things South. like around the world here real quick. First of all, uh, big shout out to us women's national team captain, Becky Sauerbrunn on, on 200 caps. I mean, you know, that, that's just a ridiculous achievement, like getting 200 caps for any national team, man, woman, whatever, uh, you know, that, that is just a, a tremendous achievement for her, uh, obviously for a team that is uh, no strangers to success, um, but just a, just a, a huge shout out uh, to her for, for an incredible career with U.S. Women's National Team. And speaking of U.S. National Teams, uh, transitioning now to across the pond uh, where Chelsea got a big uh, win in the Champions League this week. So a shout out to the Blues. But unfortunately tragedy struck during that game as I have to send out an RIP to the dance formerly known as the gritty. Uh, it is officially dead <laughs> after Christian Pulisic scored uh, a Champions League goal and then tried to hit it and just, oh boy. Um, uh, and not only did Christian Pulisic try to do it, then Jamie Carragher tried to do it on the TV show. And if it wasn't dead when Pulisic tried to do it, Carragher definitely killed it. I implore my fellow white people out there, stop <laughs> doing the gritty, please. God, stop it. Man, Pulisic, he hit that knee slide. He looked so good. And then he got up and, and just butchered the gritty. Just lost all that, that moment. You lost the moment, Christian. Come on, man. Yeah, it's, it's not been the best of seasons for him. Obviously, uh, struggles getting playing time and great things goal, like then. that. Scored a great goal. But, yeah, I mean, just, just uh, oh, boy, uh, we got to stop. We, we have to stop white people from doing the gritty. Uh, this is the 50% Hispanic blood in me talking. Just stop it. Please, God. 
well, I'm not going to try it, you know, so. Well, you thing, you one very wide guy. Here's, here's a question that just popped to mind. And it, so let me take you the string of thought here. Dance moves, TikTok. Why doesn't Atlanta United have TikTok? Why don't, is there not like Atlanta United TikTok yet? Is there a landing? You mean like the yet? team not having a TikTok? Yeah, no, 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 no. just general, one. general people. Well, Jurgen like Dom was United doing some TikTok. And Atlanta United, it, and Atlanta United TikTok community. Like, is there not that uh, yet? Don't you, you don't watch our man Latin <laughs> Heat. You ain't watching his TikToks. I don't have his TikToks are good. Uh, Jurgen Dom's. Well, we're not gonna see those anymore. But anyway. Yeah, that, that's one thing, too. We didn't really get to Jurgen Dom, but, I mean, it's, it's yeah. sad, man. Like, I, I saw some flashes from that kid that made me think he could be pretty good. I mean, obviously, no, there were times what? where he wasn't very good, but, you know, I mean, there I feel were like flashes. there was more times he wasn't good. Come on, there I were flashes. A lot of times. I, hold on, though, but because – look, I think, some, I think he needs to do some self-reflection. Oh, yes. I think he needs to understand his role. I think the, the idea that he has as much money as he does have for Atlanta United uh, <laughs> is probably why they want to get rid of him. Um, now, you know, power to him. He has a contract. As long as he's he going to get that money, know, I'm here. He's getting that money. Exactly. He's getting yeah, that money. Get that more, money. More power to him. I'm all. I'm Make all those tax to get that money. I'm, I am never going to, uh, you know, we all kind of crap on the Emerson Hyman contract, but I'm like, whatever. He got his money. Like I'm always going to be on the player's side when it comes to money. I think it's all on Atlanta United for giving him as much money as he, as he, as he, as that, as he has, or as they gave him. And uh, yeah, I always hate it when dream. fans just bang on the player. Like, Oh, it's not the player's you're fault. You're making all this money. It's not like, the dude, player's it's the team's fault for giving them the money. <laughs> never, never the player's fault for making as much money as, as they make. They Get your bag and fill it. the market bears. Full as you can. Yeah, they got 10 years max of a career. Yeah, get that money. Especially with how get crappy it. the MLS uh, contract situation is. I almost said the MLS, and I very, oh. very smoothly transitioned it into where I could make that work. So pat myself on the back for that one. <laughs> but it all serious. has been a problem in six years. It really has. Speaking of which, can you believe we're going into the year? Was it? This is year six, right? No, you're five. Yeah, you're six. You're six. Goodness and gracious. it's year seven for this podcast, which is. Is it? We started in 2015, I think. 2015. Yeah. So I think even longer than that. Yes. Wait, is it? Hold on. Can I do math? Well, maybe no, yeah, more right, than. Seven. There should be months, but yeah, I mean, it's technically, you know, seven years-ish, whatever. Starting in the, in the studios of 680 The Fan. I mean, we can only go so far back to uh, Zlatlana. Remember that? We're, we're trying to get oh, Slatan Ibrahimovic to come to Atlanta. I thought about I thought about doing I thought about doing like uh um like bringing back old show well clips of old shows like the best moments, but oh, then yeah. I'd have to do like worst moments. And there's so many there's so many episodes at this point that I'm like I can't go through all that again. Yeah, if there was a way that I could content. at the time there should have been a way there I should have figured out a way to or should have mentally noted to save moments that I knew were going to be uh, you need an epically remembered. There we go. That's what we need. If anyone wants to mouse intern, out the mouse intern. <laughs> yeah. podcast, Tweet let us, us know. Applications are flowing <laughs> in, folks. Uh, all right. Uh, where can they find we you guys? We can't give you college media? credit. We can't really give you anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, at Pacenino, at Pacenino on Twitter. Do not try to find me on Instagram because I will block your ass. No, but uh, Twitter. Oh. At Sam J. Franco on Twitter for me. Um, and yeah, we're at MOTS podcast for the uh, the three amigos here uh, on Twitter if you'd like to find us. We do also have uh, Mouse of the South Instagram at MOTS podcast, which, you know, 
Eric and I are going to take it upon ourselves to actually do stuff now, which, uh, yeah, so we'll be, uh, we'll be posting. Patient, if you want in, we'll include you too. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, are, you are more than welcome to, uh, to post selfies on uh, wherever you're watching the games from on our Instagram page if you want. Uh, and anything am, else you uh, may want it. to add on there. I am at Eric G. Quintana on Twitter. You can find me on the TikTok at A-I-R-I-K-3-2-1. Ooh, what do you do on TikTok? I, know what I'm watching, Eric? Like, what, I just I watch the TikToks. I, I love the TikToks, TikToks man. I All the new dance moves, man. I'm not hip anymore. I gotta I gotta catch up. I follow a few I'm people on TikTok. Like I have one, but I like haven't ever posted a video on it. But man, there are some funny stuff I on just, there. Like I, the videos where the dudes are like making fun of the Detroit urban survival guy, like where they like try to do one of his moves where they take the gun and then they flash to like having like heaven behind them and they're like, wait, that didn't work. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> like, like that. Like, yeah, the talent like you see on TikTok is pretty. Uh, I'm waiting for soccer down here to do like a, to add TikTok to their to their repertoire, but they're just on Twitch right now. So, dude, I bet I bet John Nelson can make some mean TikToks, bro. I'm sure. I'm sure. All right, uh, that'll do it for us. Any final things? That's it. We're done. Now we're done. Hey, uh, good luck to you on uh, opening match day, everybody. You know, take it easy. Remember that you got to ease back into match. Drink water. Ease, Drink three water. o'clock start. Remember, it's on a Sunday, so you got to work on Monday. Uh, Let's have some fun. You don't have to do anything. You might be scheduled to work, but don't listen to Eric. If you don't feel like going (laughs) to work, don't go. You might just get fired. No booing Dom Dwyer. No booing Dom Dwyer when Mm -hmm. he inevitably starts on on Sunday. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. kidding. All right. uh, That does it for us. Until next time. See you later, Atlanta.